Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. Today's show has a wild mix of topics reflecting the variety of activities available in Las Vegas. Let's start with entertainment. But the kind of show that you can find easily here in Vegas, but difficult anywhere else. How about hypnotism? Today, you'll meet one of the very best in the business, Kevin Lapine. Kevin will discuss what to expect from his show and why you should not fear being asked to participate. Next, do you remember as a kid going to Disneyland and visiting the Tiki Room in Adventureland? Remember how much fun the atmosphere was with all the wild tropical drinks? Well, you can relive that fun as an adult with drinks that pack a punch in Chinatown at the Golden Tiki Room. Creator Brendan Powers drops by to talk about why you should visit. And our regulars are also here, including Mr. Big with another episode of Vegas Crime Blotter. Football expert Upton Bell is here to make his NFL picks of the week. And finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, discusses his very own site, Vital Vegas, and why it's so special. Let's go. When you think of Las Vegas, you'll think of Magic Axe, but I got something way more interesting than Magic Axe. I love great Magic Axe, but we also love hypnotism. It's something we haven't talked about yet, so I'm really excited to do this interview with Kevin Lapine. Kevin, by the way, is one of the very best in town. You can see him Tuesday through Saturday over at the Four Queens. The name of his show is Hypnosis Unleashed, and it's at 9 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Well, Kevin, welcome to the show. I have been interested in what you do since I don't know when those are always great acts and so forth so the obvious question I have to ask is right off the bat do you look when you're looking out for help and uh, volunteers from the audience do you look for specific types or are you pretty confident you can hypnotize just about anybody well thank you so much for having me on when I'm when I'm asking for volunteers I want real volunteers from the audience I want anybody who wants to honestly participate to have the option. So I make it the audience's choice, not mine. Well, you know, and people always think that there's some sort of a uh, some sort of a gimmick, like you, you load up the audience and stuff, but I, you don't do that, right? I mean, you don't have your friends sitting in there, I'll, I'll go on just in case. <laughs> well, you can go to uh, our social media. If you look at Hypnosis Unleashed on Facebook, or, you know, you just go to facebook.com slash hypnotist kevin we post pictures from all the shows so you can see that there are different people up there every night yeah and And that's actually what makes it fun for me too is you know i get to work with different personalities every night the show is never boring for me either well yeah and it's a lot of fun for people that whether you want to participate or not people have a blast you were the winner of best of vegas and i know these kind of very honored for that because that was the, the reader's choice poll and I mean, to have to have people get because I, I mean, let's be honest, in the grand scope of everything, 
I have a very small show as far as Vegas standards go. I mean, if you compare me to Cirque, mm-hmm. my show is really tiny. So for our audiences to enjoy the show that much, that we're able to win those kind of awards is always, always an honor to me. Well, yeah, and I think people are particularly fascinated by it because they don't know what to expect. I think they kind of go in with that idea, well, I don't know what this is going to be exactly. And they always come out with a smile on their face, in part because people have to realize, right? I mean, first and foremost, you're a comedian. I mean, you're there mm-hmm. for laughs too, right? Oh, yeah. We've got to make, we have to make every part of it fun. Whether it's me coming out and explaining what's going to happen or explaining what I'm looking for in volunteers, everything has to be fun and engaging and humorous right from the word go. Well, and I think it's one of those things, too, where people have told me they like what you do because there's not a sense of meanness. I think people are always afraid in those type of acts, like somebody's going to pull someone up and they're going to make them say really horrible things or something like that. And you don't do that. I mean, you have fun with it, but it's nothing. People, they have nothing to be ashamed of when they go to sit down after they're done. You know, you actually brought up two of my favorite points right there. And one of my, one of my favorite things doing hypnosis is rarely do I have anybody ever come up to me and go, Hey man, what are you going to make me do? It's always, hey, you're not going to make me spill secrets, are you? (laughs) To which my initial thought is, well, what secrets do you have that you don't want to tell? And then I think of the secrets I have that I don't want to tell. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to tell mine. You're not going to tell yours. (laughs) But then the other side of it is, this was a lesson I learned a long time ago. If you volunteer for my show and I make sure you're having fun on stage, everybody has fun watching you. Not everybody in the audience knows who you are, but everybody in the audience knows one fact about you when you step on my stage. They all know, oh my God, that could have been me. (laughs) So if I make sure you're having fun and you're having a good time, then everybody has a good time. So when you're looking for volunteers, okay, so it's not a question Mm -hmm. of whether or not you can, uh, have you run, first of all, have you run into some people that you just simply couldn't hypnotize? Does that happen? It's not that I can't hypnotize them. It's not that they can't be hypnotized. But I have a limited amount of time. Right, right. If you came to me one-on-one for something, I can take 90 minutes with you. Up on stage, I've got about four minutes to get people, you know, to find my, my superstars for the night so that we can get to the funny stuff and get to the fun stuff. The only, So that's my only problem with saying I can't hypnotize everybody it's, I can't hypnotize everybody in that amount of time. It's why I ask for 12 to 16 volunteers, knowing that I'm going to end up keeping, you know, eight to 10 of them. Yeah. Now, you know, when you do that, I mean, do you look for any partic- particular things? I mean, do you find that, like, people love to see pretty girls? Or do they like, like, you know, kind of people that some people just exude like that they're going to be loud and, and, and fun, you know, not in a bad way, but kind of loud. I mean, do you kind of like look for that so people can enjoy it? Or, or do you look for somebody that maybe is a little meek and mild because everybody that knows somebody like that loves to see a different side of them that they never get to see? So my biggest skill as a hypnotist, in all honesty, is being able to read your personality when you're up there. Once I have my superstars hypnotized, I do a couple of routines right in the very beginning that's kind of designed, they're fun and they're funny, but they're really designed for me to go, okay, you've got a bigger personality, you've got a quieter personality, 
and I'm like, I'm looking up and down at my volunteers and going, okay, this person might be good for this. This person might be good for this. And what my volunteers don't realize that they're doing is all throughout the show, for lack of a better way of explaining it, they are consistently auditioning for the ideas that are in my head of what we could do next. <laughs> because, there, there, because there are some nights that I'm, I'm looking down at my volunteers, I'm going, okay, well, this isn't a good idea, this isn't a good idea. And then there's other nights where I'm like, oh, this person's going to do this, this person's going to, and, you know, I'm just, I'm seeing what their personality is going to lend itself to. My goal is to take whatever your personality is and turn that into a into a superstar. That's great. Well, kind of reminds me of the old show, Candid Camera, where they said, you know, yes, right. You know, people in the caught in the act of being themselves. That is exactly that. God, I, I, I have not heard that line in so long, but that is actually one of the founding lines of my show. Back with more from the winner of Best in Vegas and other awards, hypnotist Kevin Lapine, in just a moment. Just a reminder, please visit Vegas Never Sleeps online. For the best in Vegas, it's VegasNeverSleeps.com. And for great sports, it's Sports R-A-C-X, which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X, short for Sports and Tours. And later today on Sports and Tours, you'll meet one of the greatest storytellers in all of sports, former Oakland Raider and Buffalo Bill, Phil Villapiano. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50 pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-979-4317. 800-979-4317. That's 800-979-4317. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it, VitalVegas.com. 
Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to hypnotist Kevin Lapine, who is performing Tuesdays through Saturdays at the Canyon Club in the Four Queens. That's great because because yep. I think everybody you know, and that's why that show was so popular in the sense that everybody could appreciate it because they all know mm-hmm. you're putting that, and everybody when they watch those things and I'm sure it's the same way when you're working with somebody on stage people in the crowd are saying gosh I wonder what I would have done and kind of thinking like where I would have gone because everybody has a reaction yep. and there's also moments that I came up with in the show that is are. Moments where everybody in the audience is going, oh, man, if that's what's happening, I should have gone up there. Because there's, there's a lot of moments of giving and sweetness as well, because I want everybody up there to feel good, to have a good time. And, and, and you know, there are just different things that I, I do to, to embrace not just the hilarity but also the beauty of it. Yeah, well, that's why I think when people come out, and a lot of our listeners come out four or five, six times to Vegas, not to mention the people mm-hmm. that live around town, they need to see you more than once because none of the shows, first of all, are going to be the same. That's the beauty of this, right? It's not the same oh, jokes, yeah. you know. There may be and, some of the same jokes, but you know and, what I mean. <laughs> and, and we have different audiences, and we have different volunteers, and different audiences react different ways. You know, I'm because of how interactive my show is, I have an idea about what I'm going to do tonight, but until I'm on that stage and until I'm with those people, I can't tell you exactly what tonight's show is going to be. And that is the one thing that I love about my show. It's the one thing, it's one of the few things I can do that Cirque can't. Yeah. And that's that I can take tonight's show and make tonight's show the best show for whatever audience I have there that night. I, I have that ability to adapt to to that and to have those improv moments. Okay, so we got to ask. Everybody asked me, I, I was mentioning that I have this great hypnotist on. I'm excited. and Some of the questions are obvious. But one of the things mm-hmm. that kind of went through is they said, ask Kevin, how the heck do you become not just a hypnotist, because, you know, that, that's a field like any other, but to do this type of thing, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, of people that are out doing this thing and not doing it well. How do you go about doing it? Because it's a combination of combining the gift of a stand-up comic with this great skill set. How did that all come? You know, where, where did it start and how did you get there? Okay, so that question is a four-hour conversation I'd be glad to have with you. Mm-hmm. But let me abbreviate it. The first thing is learning to do it well and safely. And safely above all else. And in order to learn to really work with somebody and to really learn, the number one thing somebody really has to do is listen. There are people who will be glad to teach you. And there are people who will be glad at different stages of your career to help you out. I have been so fortunate to work with amazing amazing comedy writers, amazing comedians, amazing performers, amazing people. When I bring up like the fact that the Amazing Johnson has helped me write material and Harry Anderson helped me write material, I kind of hate name dropping those two because there's also 20 other people who at different points in my career went, oh, look at this, look at that. But it's, are you willing to listen and learn? Yeah. That more than anything anything is what grew my career 
More with comic hypnotist Kevin Lapine in a moment. Time now to open the Vegas crime blotter. Mr. Big, the story today is about somebody who took Vegas gambling across the sea. We're talking about my good friend, all of Vegas, Vegas is my good friends, by the way, Tony the Heart Coronado, a man who, in fact, didn't have time in prison, found out that Vegas was the place to go. Everybody in prison was talking about all the opportunities, ready and willing, opening up for people in Vegas. So, of course, Tony, who was nicknamed the Hat, would go to Vegas and see what was happening. He and his brothers themselves had <laughs> quite an interesting history outside of Vegas, another story from another day. They built something called the Middles Casino in 1931. It was out of the city of Vegas because they did not want to screw around with the city of Vegas rules and regulations. Why not? Why should they? Of course, they had a hotel, they had a casino, people were going out there and having fun. Sadly, the casino was doing well, not so much the hotel. More sadly than that, somebody decided to try to burn down the casino, didn't manage to damage the casino much, but they did manage to go and burn down the hotel doing pretty bad damage. And so they said, you know, this isn't working out for us. Let's go. So they left. The biggest thing is you think that the Vegas Fire Department would show up and put out the fire. Nope. The Vegas Fire Department did not show up because since it was outside the elements, they just said they had no business going out there, i.e. to his casino, to um, put out any fire because it was none of their affairs. Oh, well, what happens when you screw around with the city of Vegas as they tend to get back at you. Interesting that with this is that Tony would start a, a ship. He would start something called the SS Rex. The SS Rex was a ship located outside a three-mile limit of the state of California. He would thought, of course, he could have his gambling there. He would pick up people from the coast, drive them out, so they would spend the night gambling, eat good food, and bring them back. Everything would be capacitic. Not so much because a name you all may be familiar with, by the name of Earl Warren, decided that he did not want to have gambling anywhere near California. As an attorney general, he would put a stop to it. And so long and behold, there's something called the Great Battle of the SS Rex, where Warren and his coppers would try to board the ship, and Mr. Tony would take his fire hoses and spray them off the ship. This would go on for a couple of days, and Tony gave up. He simply said, I'm done and he would leave the ship. The ship would be used in secular war as a troop transport and sadly sunk in service of its country. Um, but Tony, this would not be the end of Tony. Tony would go back to Vegas and have a new casino. He would start this casino at the basement of the Apache. Now, to get the, his casino going was quite interesting because it was first voted no. But who knows? People have changed their minds, and one of the commissioners who originally voted no decided to be a good idea to vote yes. But Tony now had his casino going. He named it after his boat, the SS Rex, SS Rex Club, and people, once again, had a good time. And Tony knew how, definitely, definitely knew how to have a good time. People liked his casinos. People liked the games. They knew they had a good place. They knew they had a good time, and things were going well. But for whatever else reasons, it's unclear, but um, I know, we know that the biggest casino owners did not like Tony. He was persuaded to give it up, simply go away. I think the rest of the story, which we talk about more interesting things with the Stardust and Stack Fraud, 
We'll pick up next time we talk. Thank you, Mr. Big. We'll look forward to that. Don't forget to get his book, The Life and Times of Frank Ballesteri, a very interesting mobster in his own right. Thanks, Mr. Big. Just a reminder, don't forget to follow Sports Rockin' Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Hi, I'm Gordy Brown, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi, and we are chatting with award-winning hypnotist Kevin Alpine, who takes audiences on an unforgettable comedy thrill ride in his show, Hypnosis Unleashed. Well, I mean, did, did you start as just a, a hypnotist and got in the other side, or did you learn hypnotism uh, after that? <laughs> So I was, uh, I was performing since I was 16. And when I was about 20, I started working with some hypnotists. And they went, with your personality, you should look into this. And so I did. And I always knew I was going to use my powers for evil instead of good. But at the time, the only place I could learn was at a place that was designed for social workers. So I learned it clinically. But learning it clinically really helped me to learn all of the safety aspects of it and really taught me how to be prepared. And then, you know, I started to put together a show and I got very fortunate. Like I said, I started to work with some brilliant people who really, really helped me turn it into a show. Because what I wanted to do and what I've been very fortunate to do is to write a show that says, I have something very fun and interesting to share with you. And if you walk up here on stage, I'm going to make you look like a superstar. Your act is relatively tame. I mean, I, it's very funny, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not, a lot of people now are associating hypnotism with these adult things, you know, to get some, yep. and, and, and I know you've said it, cause I've looked at, at your website, you said, Hey, I, I'm okay with that. That's just, that, that's a different thing. But is that something, do you think sometimes that it's kind of gotten in the way where people always see it that way? And that's just one aspect or what? Well, first of all, it depends on my crowd is what kind of dictates what kind of material I'm going to do. Um, there are nights I, I do a very uncensored show. There's nights that it's a little bit tamer. And it just depends on the volunteers, the people, the whole works. But also, and, and this is true of every version of comedy, you have to be sincere and you have to be authentic. So I, I and I will use Anthony Cools, who... I've got no problem using him as an example because, I mean, he had an amazing 16-and-a-half-year run here in town. Um, Anthony did a, a, a much dirtier show than I, than I do. But if you look at his jokes, if you look at what he did, if you look at how he phrased things, first of all, he was very upfront with it, so there were no surprises. But that's Anthony's natural sense of humor as well. My natural sense of humor doesn't go that direction. So if I tried to do that, 
you just know it wasn't authentic. You know how, like, you'll see a comic, especially a comic first starting, and they're dropping a lot of F-bombs, and they're just, they're saying a lot of things because they're uncomfortable, and they think that's yeah. what they're supposed to say, as opposed to that being who they actually are. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I used to always yeah. think about people trying to copy Richard Pryor, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, Richard Pryor's Richard Pryor, but you're not Richard right. Pryor, right? I mean, because he had certain experiences growing up that yep. yours are different. <laughs> exactly, and when you use your real personality and use your real sense of humor, you're going to go, I, I, I mean, at that moment, the sky's the limit. It's really funny when you look at really successful comics, and then you watch like a clip of them from 15, 20 years ago when they're first starting. Yeah. And, and you see that clip and you're like, oh man, I can see how they're going to grow to be this superstar, but they just don't have that confidence yet. They just don't have that style yet. But it's kind of cool to watch some of the old specials and go and just watch them develop that confidence and, and that voice. And you find them becoming more and more authentic as to what their voice is. Yeah, I mean, that's a great a, a great point, and you can sit there and watch like Seinfeld, and if you watch from the first mm -hmm. season to the last, you can just see how this thing developed, and it just yeah. it, it just takes time, right? I mean, part of it is for, for you to just feel so comfortable, and I guess every time you're doing your act too, yeah, this worked better than that, I like this, but it's always being polished, right? Mm-hmm, and I would love, I would love to say that I'm a brilliant comedy writer, but most of the funny things I talk about in my show, when I say, oh, man, this funny thing happened at, at a show one night and everybody laughs about it. Yeah, that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm honestly just telling stories of the crazy things that have happened to me. And that's part of it. And that's part of that development, too, is getting that experience. And the great thing, one thing that, that I tell comics is you'll know, make sure that you know where you're going next. Always know where you're going next because wherever you are right now, something really, really funny could happen in that moment. There are, there are just moments where all of a sudden something happens and it's just brilliant and you can explore that moment and you can have fun with that moment. You can do great things in that moment, but you don't know if that moment's ever going to come again and you sure want to know where you're going next. Back with our final moments with Kevin Lapine in just a moment. Time now to select your picks for this weekend's NFL top games. For some help, let's bring in longtime football executive Upton Bell. First one, Upton, might be the best game we've seen in a while. Hopefully it will be. The Green Bay Packers and Arizona Cardinals might be the two best teams in football. Could be. I mean, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers versus Kyler Murray. And, you know, the ball, the air will be full of footballs. And they both have really good receivers. And uh, the Cardinals have now developed a pretty good running back. I was watching them. They have been strictly considered a passing team with Murray running all over the place. But, but again, yesterday when they had to hold on to the football, uh, they seemed to be able to block very well and, and get their running game going. So uh, this is a game where the, the Packers are favored by three. Uh, I think it's anybody's game. I'm picking the Cardinals in an upset. Ooh. Okay, another game that at the beginning of the season, this looked about as bland as you could get. But now, I got a different opinion of it. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Uh, both been surprised teams, particularly Tennessee. What do you think about that one? Well, I mean, it's really interesting to me because 
they were diagramming how so many defenses are concentrating on Derrick Henry that it's opening it up for everybody else. It's very rare that defenses today, years ago they did, would actually concentrate on a top running back. And he's brought the running back, at least for the time being, back into football. So in, in, in the case of the Titans, they, they've got good receivers. They've got, of course, Henry is just somebody is just an amazing, amazing weapon. Uh, so uh, the Titans are, are, are right up there. Now, you don't know, because, again, in the NFL, a winning streak is two games. Right. <laughs> it, it isn't seven or eight. But, but they're playing the Colts, who I initially thought were really going to be good this year. Then they, they got off to a bad start, particularly nobody knows what the story is with Carson Wentz. They beat uh, the 49ers in a driving rainstorm when they were not picked to beat them. So the, the Colts have a really good running game, and they really have a good defense. Uh, so I, I think even though uh, the Titans are favored, just be careful of the Colts. Wentz is beginning to play back to what he was. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, but I think this is going to be a very close game, but I'm picking the Titans. And Remember the Titans, Steve. <laughs> I like that movie. Uh, let's yep. close up with the final game. Yeah, not a really huge game, but, you know, Dallas and Minnesota always was an interesting game going back a long time ago. Two storied franchises, uh, and it's at Minnesota. What do you think on that one? This is a dangerous game for the Cowboys. They, they have everything, all cylinders running. But Minnesota has been historically a pretty good defensive team. Uh, I, I'm not a big admirer of their offense or their quarterback, uh, but but they're the type of team, I believe the Cowboys are playing at Minnesota, they're the type of team that can really give you a problem. In this case, I like the Cowboys, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. I, I like the Cowboys by three, but Minnesota can be, you, you don't know, some, some weeks they really look good, other weeks they say, wow, what the hell is that, what are they all about? But in this case, again, you know, a good defense uh, can stop that machine, otherwise known as the Cowboys. So let's see. I think it's kind of a, a, a could be a very close game, but I like the Cowboys. Love them, Cowboys. Okay, Upton. Well, so far you've been on a roll this year. We'll keep track of it. We'll catch you next week. All right, Steve. Thanks, Upton. We'll see you again next week. And speaking of sports, make sure to listen to Sports Rockin' Tours, which follows Vegas Never Sleeps in most markets. In the meantime, you can go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. 
Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are talking with hypnotist Kevin Lapine, who is performing Tuesdays through Saturdays at the Four Queens in downtown Las Vegas. And like you said before, too, that's the power of listening, because if you're not mm-hmm. listening, then those then you miss those opportunities. And the audience will give you a lot of those moments. Right. If you're willing to, to listen and pay attention. Well, you know, one other thing about hypnosis is and we kind of talked about it before we even started the interview. There are some people that are actually afraid of this. And I, and I think it's because yep. it's so unusual. Do you, are you really, obviously you're aware of it. I mean, is that something that you're kind of looking out for to, to make people worry, you know, this is, you know, you're not doing a satanic ritual or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I start off my show by explaining a little bit about what hypnosis is and isn't just to make people feel more comfortable about it. But the great thing is honestly, the people who have a negative impression of hypnosis, they're not going to spend the money to come and see my show anyway. Yeah. I, I would love for them to see the show so that they can get rid of that negative image they have of it and so that they could understand it better. But, you know, I, I kind of make it clear in the beginning of my show that if that's your whole purpose, you've come to the wrong place. Right. Uh, I, we're all here to have fun tonight, not argue and debate. Absolutely. That's what the Internet's for. Yeah, exactly. This show is worth it, folks. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday at the Four Queens. That's going to be a fun place to play because I think downtown is really cool for this. You get a great crowd, a lively crowd. It must be, and it's kind of a, it's a little bit smaller room, which means you can get a little more intimate with the audience. Yes, it is a fantastic room. The Four Queens has been such an amazing partner. We are the 9 o'clock show. Mike Hammer's the 7 o'clock show. He's a comedy magic show. He is phenomenal. Being able to be in the same room with him and, you know, being able to pick each other's brains and, and have that other performer there, you know, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. It's a great environment. The crowds have been wonderful. Well, you should definitely go. Kevin Lapine, great, a great, great act and a lot of fun. Don't let that, the whole concept of hypnosis, don't worry. Uh, you'll still be smoking or overeating if you leave. <laughs> I, if he could get rid of the, the overeating part, I'd be in there every <laughs> night. But, uh, Kevin, what's your website? Because I know people want, if they want to read more, I know they can look at you yep. on YouTube, right? There's plenty of that there yep, as well. Yep, and, and you can go to either hypnosisunleashed.com or vegashypnosisshow.com. That sounds it's, great. <laughs> It's, it's the same website. Somebody tried to buy my website and sell it to me, and uh, then they realized they couldn't do that, but it took me a while to get hypnosisunleashed.com back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you got it back. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed Thank chatting you. with you. Thank you. My greatest pleasure. Thank you for having me on. After a night of hypnosis, you may need a drink. Well, how about a tropical drink that may look pretty, but is also pretty strong? Well, that would be a place run by the genius that created Evil Pie, Brendan Powers. Well, you know, also have a really cool place, uh, the Golden Tiki. It's in Chinatown, I believe. What a cool place. It, you know, b- brings us back to the days where Tiki was wonderful, the great drinks. Whatever made you start that? 
I was actually, uh, I, 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 I DJed a lot in, during the 90s. I was a promoter, and I had, in San Diego, there was a place called the Islands Restaurant at the old Hanalei Hotel, and it was one of the last untouched tiki bars in America, and it was, it was a paradise. And I would do an event there every week that would draw about 1,000 people. And one day they came in and they, they said, we're, we're painting everything white, we're ripping everything out, we're going modern, and they destroyed it. It was really sad. So for years, I wouldn't do anything with the tiki, with tiki stuff. I was just like, I'm over it. And the opportunity was presented to me by my business partner, Jeff Fine. And he says, hey, I have this great spot in Chinatown. Do you want to do a tiki bar? And he said, hey, I'll do the tiki bar if I can do it right, like what I experienced back at the Hanalei Hotel. So I made an homage to the great waterfalls, or giant clamshells, the booths, the music, the lighting. Um, and uh, I have this hallway of curiosities. I have Fijian mermaids, shrunken heads. Um, the place is amazing. And I wanted to be like the kooky, weird uncle or the, the place that you would stop on the, on the roadside attraction on the side of the road. Because I think those kind of unique places um, become endearing to people. They're not cookie cutter. And people want to experience them. And they'll tell their friends to experience them. And they have longevity. They'll last many, many years beyond their a normal uh, life or shelf life of a business. So that's why I wanted to do it. No, I think it's great, and anybody that's experienced the Tiki Room loves that thing. I mean, back to the days of the Disneyland, where right. they had the Tiki Room. And it's a place where you can go get a great drink that you don't have to be embarrassed of because you're drinking at the Tiki Bar. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the, you know, the Tiki tiki culture is, is great. I can look in my bar at any given night, and I can see cowboys. I can see hip-hop artists. I can see punk rockers, young, old, gay, straight, whatever it is. Everyone's together. It makes it kind of kooky and kind of, you know, they're drinking out of giant clamshells or coconut bowls or whatever, but it's fun and it's escapism. And, and it started out in the 30s when people couldn't afford, because of the Depression, to go on these vacations. And during the war, you had all these um, soldiers that would come back and these tales of the Polynesian islands and places, and they would, they would want these dr drinks that they had or these experiences. And that's when tiki culture really took off. And so it's escapism. And that's why I theme everything out so crazy, is people... You know, they'll go to the same old, same old, but they want to essentially escape. They want to have an experience, and um, we're in the business of providing experiences. Now, these are two great places you got to visit. It's Evil Pie and the Golden Tiki. Do you have any more coming up? I mean, any ideas in that head of I yours? Have, I, have, I have a bunch of ideas, and I've just got to, you know, get these tightened up into the right experience possible, and uh, we have a, a, quite a few things that will be coming. They're really exciting, really interesting, things that are perfect fits for, uh, for Las Vegas. You know, people come to Las Vegas, they want a certain experience. They have a certain experience in mind where they saw the movie Casino or, or whatever. They, they want to experience old Vegas, and I want to provide that for them. I want to provide that experience. Well, you certainly do, and if people want to plan for their trip ahead, where do we go for both the restaurants on the web to find out, you know, the address and all that stuff, see what you got? You can check us out at uh, thegoldentiki.com and evilpie.com. Dot com? <laughs> I should know this. I am so bad. I, I'm like, I, I, I should know my social media. Is it evilpie.com? Okay, it's evilpie.com. E-V-E-L-P-I-E.com. I, you have to forgive me. I haven't had my coffee this morning. So. Well, we'll check it out. They're great places, and you can find out how to come here. Thanks so much for uh, doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's an honor, and I appreciate it. The time once again to chat with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Speaking of Vital Vegas, we thought it might be a good idea to discuss the site with its creator. VitalVegas.com. <laughs> this is a must-read for people. Now, people hear you talk, and you can talk about something for a minute, two minutes, what have you, like that. But just talk for a little, if you would, about what you try to do there. Because 
if people will spend a little bit of time there, they can really dig into stuff in a way that you're just not going to find anywhere else. You know, in, the, in some of the great uh, travel sites, they're not going to have some of this insight and so forth. Well, thank you for saying that. That means a lot. Uh, it is a, it, it really is kind of a passion project for me. I love stirring things up. I love sticking my head into behind the curtains that if something's under construction, I really, I'm trying to dig up news. I'm really just trying to share my excitement for the city. Um, I, I sometimes have access to people who, who know things that, that might not be out in the world yet. And I love that aspect of it. I like kind of rediscovering things that have been here forever. Uh, and presenting it in a different way. I love photography. I love videography. Lately, I've been doing more drone stuff. It, it really is just kind of when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about what can I share and how can I help people get the most out of their trip? And I think that's what you do on your show as well. Is This is how you you kind of skip the mistakes, the pitfalls, the uh, so you can get to the stuff that you know you're going to love. You're going to hear from the people that that really know what they're talking about. They live and breathe this, whether it's a chef or it's somebody that works in a casino all day and all night. This is what they do and this is what they love. And if we can share their views, if we can share news about the city, if we can share kind of discoveries and, and things that are kind of off the beaten path, I think people love it because you're, it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut to the fun. It's a, you can kind of come and, and uh, you know, you can go to a show that's not that great, it, you know, but you, you have a limited time on your vacation. Do, don't you want to go do the stuff that's cool and fun? And I can't hit it 100% of the time because something I love, you may not love. I, there's a lot of shows, especially, where I just don't get it. It's, there's a lot of kicking and sequins, and I don't understand it. But in the area of drinking and restaurants and news, I have a pretty good batting average. And I sometimes just hope people will come visit the site listen to your podcast, your show, listen to my podcast, and kind of just really just immerse themselves in the city and the, and the experience and the time that they can have so that they get the most out of their money, the most out of their time. That's all I want to do. And I like to show off. So I like to show off my photography. If I dig up some scoop, I love showing off. So that's part of, uh, it sometimes comes across as arrogant, but really what it is, is I know what I like. And if that's arrogant, I'm arrogant. But I love this city, and I hope it comes across in what I do. I don't do it for money. I don't do it, believe me, I don't do it for fame because, you know, it's a blog. But I do it because I love it, and I want other people to love it just as much. I want them to get excited six months out from their trip, a year out from their trip. I want them to, to know that here's, your, here's the things you've got to do. Here's the drinks you've got to drink and the food you've got to eat. And if I can accomplish that, I've accomplished my mission. Thanks, Scott. And don't forget to visit VitalVegas.com. It's really the best site around to keep up with all the activities in and around Las Vegas. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. And if your local station doesn't carry it, simply go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. And please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rock and Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Las Vegas, here we go!